Welcome to Dear Human Resources. In each episode, you'll hear about current HR topics and trends from experts, both practitioners and researchers, with the goal of giving you an insider's look at human resources. I'm your host, Marilyn Germain. In this episode, Dr. Kelly R. Brown, the Chancellor of Western Carolina University, discusses how she prioritizes the business versus the people decisions she makes and how she ensures the well-being of university employees. She also gives some key pieces of advice to those aspiring to become university leaders. Welcome, Chancellor Brown. Thank you. Dr. Kelly O'Brien is Chancellor of Western Carolina University, which serves more than 12,000 students with a wide range of bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. WCU is part of the University of North Carolina system. Dr. Brown took office as the 12th Chancellor of WCU in July 2019, becoming the university's first permanent women chancellor. She previously served as provost and senior vice president for academic affairs at Georgia College and State University. In July 2016, Chancellor Brown was appointed interim president of Adolsta State University in southern Georgia. She's also served in academic leadership roles at the University of Florida, the University of South Florida, Illinois State University, and Western Illinois University. Chancellor Brown has received several awards for her leadership. She has written extensively on school and community partnerships, school health, and the use of community-based prevention marketing. Chancellor Brown earned her doctorate in education from Southern Illinois University at Carbondale. She's originally from the Midwest, and she and her husband of 31 years, Dennis, live in Cullowhee. Chancellor Brown, organizational leadership and HR are two competing management approaches that are quite often in conflict, but effective business leaders can distill the strength of each approach and combine them into a coherent strategy for leading a business to success. As a university leader, how do you prioritize the business versus the people decisions you make on a daily basis? Well, thank you, Marie. I think that's an excellent question. And, you know, kind of how I look at it is, is that for a business to be successful, your employees have to enjoy where they're working. They have to be satisfied where they're working. And so you have to have a mix of both. So if you're only thinking about the business and the return on investment and only thinking about the bottom line and not thinking about the folks who are helping you get there, I don't think you'll be successful. And that is one way that I think that I've always thought about being at a university is making sure that the folks that work here, the faculty and staff that work here, the students that work here, some of the volunteers that we have that come in to make sure that they are satisfied in the work that they're doing. I think that's really important because if they're satisfied in their work, it will mean at the end of the day that the business will be successful. In this case, the business of changing the lives of these young people who come here to Western Carolina University. So I see them working very in conjunction. Sometimes people think of them as being kind of polar. I actually see think that for us, to have a successful business in higher education, changing the lives of young people, that we have to have that really strong workforce and that those people decisions, the how we work with folks are extremely important. So I look at them going hand in hand. I don't look at them as being distinct or polarized or at different ends of the continuum. Every business, no matter its size, requires solid management to keep it running smoothly and profitably. And educational institutions are absolutely no exceptions. 
sometimes called soft skills leadership. Organizational leadership combines effective communication, open dialogue, team building, and self-governance into a model for leading a business. Can you comment on how you, as the chancellor of WCU, are using these soft skills? I think the soft skills are becoming more and more important. And we talk about them as soft skills, but actually I think they're really critical skills. And when we talk about the idea of communication, the idea of open dialogue, the idea of bringing people together, team building from different disciplines and different areas, to me, these are critical skills for an organization. And so these are skills that I use on a daily basis. And when you think about communication, it's really also about building relationships. How do you build relationships so that those around you trust what it is that you're doing and how you can build teams that can be trusted? So these skills are, again, I think very critical skills. They're oftentimes referred to soft skills, but I look at them as, as critical skills. And I think that on a daily basis, I'm trying to communicate trying to make sure that folks are getting the most update information possible and building teams and team building is really important so that they can go out and do the work that they do. Human resources is very much concerned with employee well-being. A happy employee is likely to be more effective and productive. So how, as the chancellor, are you ensuring that WCU employees are happy employees? I really do hope that our employees are happy and I like the way you phrased the question. But I also think about it, happiness is different for everyone. And so I think about is how can we think about our employees being satisfied with the work that they're doing? Are they satisfied with the position that they're in? Are they satisfied that they're being used fully to their extent of the skills that they have? Are they satisfied with that they're being listened to and that the work that they're doing is being valued, I think is really important. Are they satisfied with the professional development that we are providing? Are they satisfied with the ability that they may be able to move up in their position? And so I think all of those things, as we think of it as being satisfied, hopefully they'll be happy in what that they do, that they come to work, they enjoy working with the people that they're working with, they find it a place that they understand the mission. And I think employees who understand the mission of the institution, and as I think about Western, it's really changing the lives of folks. As they come here, the first four years that they're here, those young people are we're changing their lives. And so if they understand that, they'll be happy, they'll be satisfied with the work that they're doing when they see those young people graduate from Western and go off into the communities that they live. As a newly appointed chancellor, what people challenges have you faced at the university thus far? In answering this question, I'm going to answer it in, in a way I'm not certain that it'll make sense to a lot of people, but... For myself, the people challenges have been really to understand the variety of different folks that make up this organization. There are 1,800 different employees. We're one of the largest employers within Western North Carolina, and we are made up of all different kinds of employees. We have SHRA, we have EHRA, we have non-faculty EHRA, we have faculty. We have a variety of different employees, and they're all different kinds of skill levels and the work that they do. Some of them are required to be here from eight to five. Some of them are required to be on shift so that they're here all during days, times, and nights. Some of them are required to be here. They're essential workers, so they have to be on call on a holiday, maybe called in on a weekend. So I think that the people challenges are for me, and I think for a CEO, is understanding all the differences. And then not everyone is the same, right? So you've got faculty members, you've got staff members. We have line workers that work on lines and on poles and lines. We have custodial staff, we have housekeepers, we have auditors, we have fiscal officers, we have hourly versus salary. 
understanding the breadth and the depth of the people that we have here and their needs are really, really critical. Kind of go back to that question you asked before about happy. Are they satisfied? Are they happy? Are we giving them a place that they feel like they can call home, their professional home of where they work? And so understanding all those areas have been somewhat of a challenge for me. And I think I've learned it and I think it's fine, but I think understanding that has been really important. In closing, Chancellor Brown, what breakthrough or game-changing advice would you give to anyone aiming to become the leader of a university? And perhaps for women, since the position of university chancellor is overwhelmingly held by men. I don't know if these are breakthrough or game-changing, Marie, but I will say I think it's really important to be aware of the culture of an institution. All institutions of higher education, they're very different. And I, this is my seventh institution. And it's, it's different than others that I have been to. So I think understanding the culture is very important. Utilize those that are around and listen. Listening is extremely important coming in, being a leader of an institution of higher education. Listening before making any major changes, I think, is critical as well. And also recognizing the mission of an institution. I mentioned this earlier, but what is the mission of that institution? And understanding that so that as you're talking to folks, that they understand the mission as well as you understand the mission. And I think as a woman leader, I do think that there are some challenges. So I'm in a system and the system is 17 different institutions and the majority of them are men. And so that means when I'm at a a chancellor's meeting, the majority of the folks that I'm looking around the table with are not folks like myself. However, I got here because of my skill set and I understand that. So I think that's important to know. What I do take very seriously, Marie, is the fact that I am the first permanent female chancellor here at Western, and I am a woman CEO of an institution of higher education. And how can I mentor others, other faculty, other young women, that they can become CEOs of companies or they can move up in higher education to aspire to the roles that they have? And I think that's a really important role for someone like myself as a woman CEO of an institution of higher education. There is indeed a dire need for women role models in executive leadership positions. It's also worth mentioning that the performance of women CEOs is often judged more severely than the performance of men CEOs, don't you think? Oftentimes, I think you're exactly right, Marie. Absolutely. It was an honor to have you on our podcast show, Chancellor Brown. Accepting my invitation to participate speaks volumes about your engagement in your faculty members' initiatives. Thank you for sharing your insights with us. Thank you for asking me, Marie. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dear Human Resources. In each episode, you will hear about current HR topics and trends from experts, both practitioners and researchers, with the goal of giving you an insider's look at human resources.